I'm Ron Sisko. Welcome back to Focus. You know, one of the things that, that I've kind of made a priority is to, uh, to see a lot more movies. Previously, I could be motivated to go see three or four movies a year, and, and, and that was really kind of due to my burnout. I, I've talked about it before. I don't like movie trailers, but I also don't like the way movies are presented to us. It's very dishonest, and, uh, and, and in the worst case, it's actually a complete spoiler. Like, you go to a trailer, and you get the whole experience, all of the best moments in the film in two minutes. And honestly, if you look at it from a trailer perspective, every movie is exactly the same. Every, especially right now, you, you get a movie uh, starting with, with um, some introductory scene, uh, usually a landscape of some sort, and then a movie quote from somebody, usually whispered or intense, and then a remake, a slow remake of a song that you already know, or the same two, two Steps from Hell song that everybody else already has in their trailer, and then everything stops. And you hear the, thanks to Inception. You know, like, I, it's just too much. It's the same thing. And, and it, the, the pattern has been the same always. Uh, probably in the 80s it was a little different because we were getting, like, snippets of the movie. Like, you get a, you get a sense of that. Um, personally, what I would have liked is just the director telling me why I should see the movie. That would be enough for me. But with that in mind, I've always been a big fan of cinema. Even though Inception is coined that Inception noise, the boom, you know the one. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite movies because it's, it's just an incredible piece of cinema. Cinema has a special place in my heart. Cinema is, uh, it, it, you know, like video games. Uh, like, like uh, I can't believe I said video games, but, you know, like, like games. Um, it's it's a, a different experience, taking yourself, putting yourself in a different world, creating different sets of circumstances, meeting different people. And while all of those people exist in the wild, the circumstances in a movie can be so different, so telling, so artistic, so beautiful in, in a way that doesn't exist in the real world. Because we live in real life and things don't match up that way. And culturally, movies are so important to us. They, they speak to what's going on in the, in the moment, they speak to what our hope is for the future, and they speak to the way we look at things in the past. And like I said last week, more importantly, what you take from movies tells you a lot about yourself, which is my favorite part. So I spend a lot of time watching movies now, and I think it's wonderful. I, I, I make a deal with my wife, and I know that it drives her crazy not to share trailers because she gets really ex excited about the trailers. And really, all I want to know is... What's it called? Who's in it? And who directed it? That's it. I don't even. I don't actually care about those things. I just like to have an idea of of what you know, like what aesthetic I'm looking for. So it was probably two or three years ago that I made the promise to myself that I'd go see more movies, and I didn't have a, a promise outlined there. Um, I know that I definitely got burned a couple of times going to see some really bad movies, but I saw some really really great gems that I definitely never would have seen on my own. I can't remember the name of this one. It was a Bloomhouse film, I think. I think it was called Upgrade. We saw in a double movie matinee. It ended up being the better of the two movies we saw. And I actually really liked the movie. I thought it was really clever. And, uh, and there was a lot of soul put into it. And I thought it was so interesting. Even though it was just kind of a gore fest, I found it, I found it very interesting. I, I find that that effort and the, the soul is the word I like to use. The soul put into a film makes such a big difference in the experience for me. So between, between my wife and I, we see... I would estimate between 14 and 18 movies a year. In the last three years, that's the average. Uh, sometimes we'll go see one movie a month. Um, in this case, I think next week we're going to go see two movies. 
there have been some some deeper weekends. Um, I know that one week we saw three three movies a couple of months ago uh, over the course of the week. Just you know because these are these are the things that we should experience. T- today's movies are our experience with the theater. Going to the cinema is our Globe Theater. We get to see modern Shakespeare, and sometimes things a lot less intelligent than modern Shakespeare. But those are our chances to experience those things. Unfortunately, what most people are going to see, and I'm not saying that they're wrong for enjoying them, but everybody's going to see the Marvel movies and watching the Marvel Extended Universe, and, and it's um, wonderfully boring. That's, that's how I feel about it. But uh, to me, that, that also means that people going to see Marvel movies are not seeing other films, but at the same time, those people probably weren't going to see other films either. So good for Disney slash Marvel for getting people butts in seats. So I, I guess I can't really complain about that. But it, it kind of hurts me a little bit that all these people are spending time in the cinema watching these movies that I, I genuinely feel are forgettable. And they're excited about it because they're, they're you know, they're, they say that there are modern um, uh, Greek mythology is is uh comic book movies which is cool but uh but i feel like they would enjoy so much of what's going on in cinema at all times but they're too busy with marvel films to to kind of see that and i get it not everybody has that kind of budget or priority because you know while we're not seeing movie while we're out seeing movies we're not having kids or actually mostly having kids and i know a lot of people have student loans hanging over their heads we don't we don't really have that going on so it's really hard to find that priority i know that um like most of the games that i own i own a lot of games but most of the games that i own are older games or they're um you know if i make a priority to go play a new game i i usually end up getting a discount out of it uh because of connections i guess and uh and and otherwise i get it on a a sale steam sale or humble bundle or whatever so you know they're like from a different perspective the money goes into different places and to me my primary media focus that the must-see tv for me is the movies and maybe the other problem is that you like you have to have motivation right like you have to you have to want to deal with what's going on Uh, i think people step through that for marvel movies and and star wars and and maybe star trek i know i do um, but maybe the hard part is, is stepping through the crowd and maybe the hard part is having to deal with, uh, all of the, God, it's, it's kind of disgusting, isn't it? You walk, you, you go through traffic, whatever, to get to the movie theater, you go park and you probably have to park way far out because everybody's already there before you, uh, you go buy your ticket or maybe you bought it online. Cause I like to do that now, especially since so many theaters allow you to choose your seats and then you go wait in line for concessions and then sit down, and then some jerk with a phone is going to ruin your experience, or they're going to talk, and you know, like it's 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 stressful. And unless the prize of watching a movie is better than how awful your experience it is, is uh, it's really hard to to kind of want to sell yourself on that concept. And honestly, it's a, a an experience that that ruins things for me. Uh, I remember when I went to go see. Truth or Dare, another Bloomhouse film. I really appreciate Bloomhouse, by the way. They make movies that probably wouldn't be made otherwise, and um, and they're not always great, but they're always fun. <laughs> I have fun, uh, and I went to see Truth or Dare with with my wife, and um, and we knew it was going to be bad. We knew we knew, uh, but these two girls up front, in the middle of the movie, not before the movie, in the middle of the movie, took a selfie with the Flash while we were watching the film. 
and I, I just like I was astounded. I was astounded. Uh, I can't think of the other movie we went to go see. It was another Bloomhouse film where uh, someone got a phone call and answered the phone in the middle of the theater and and continued talking, and his girlfriend had to kick him out, which was just like, wow, you know. I know that I I had some pretty rough experiences myself. I know that I'm not always super quiet because I like candy and I like popcorn and I don't really like soda, but I like a bottle of water. And I know all of those things make noise. One of the most intense experiences I ever had in a movie theater was going to see uh, A Quiet Place or The Quiet Place. It's probably A Quiet Place um, in theaters again with my wife. And the movie is so intensely quiet. It's in the theater. There was just you could hear everything. You could hear your neighbors breathing. And I remember, um, like I had candy. And when when the movie started and it was that quiet, I usually try to wait for noise to happen before digging into the candy. And uh, and it was so quiet. I remember thinking to myself, well, I'm not going to be eating candy, so I'm just going to hold on to it. And there was a woman. Um, and she was very clearly eating Skittles. I could hear him in the, in the little box. You could hear her grab a Skittle. She was down just in front of me and, uh, you could hear her grab the Skittle, the single Skittle, but you know, she had to pick it from the, the little, uh, pile of Skittles in the box. And she, so she makes a little jingle and then you could hear her very, very slowly drag it up the side of the box, to try to get it out. So you hear And then she pulls it out like she makes noise plucking it out of there with her two fingers. And then she puts it in her mouth and chews it and it goes. <laughs> and then there was chewing noise. And that was the last Skittle she ate for the rest of the movie, or at least until the movie started making noise. Um, a couple of people tried eating popcorn, but that was the end of it. I knew from the beginning that I wasn't going to be able to do anything without making noise. And that making noise would ruin the experience, not just for me but for other people. And so that's one of the things that I kind of deal with. I know that when I walk into a movie theater, the movie theater experience isn't just about me. And it's unfortunate that people kind of look at it this way, that they paid money for it so they deserve to have their experience be the way they want to. So they'll check their phone, they'll text people in the middle of the movie. You're ruining it for other people. You really are. And people are like, oh, I don't know what the big deal is. It's just a cell phone. It's like, no, it's a bright light coming from five feet away from me or 20 feet away from me. And I don't know what the bright light is because I'm supposed to be so engrossed in the movie. I'm supposed to be in the experience. The director has worked very hard to create something that's meaningful and the light is drawing my attention. It's not that, you know, oh, well, it's not a big deal because you weren't, of course, it's not a big deal to you. You weren't paying attention to the film. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to absorb what's going on. That seems really pretentious, but I mean that like, I'm really trying to understand why, why this camera angle, why these interactions, why this dialogue, this all makes sense to me. Why this music? And then your light comes on and I have to stop everything, everything I'm thinking and, and wonder, where's this light coming from? Is it part of the film? You know, what, what, where's this, <laughs> is somebody coming into the theater to do something bad? You know, these are all things that you don't want to have to think about, but, but they're, they're in, in your mind. That's just, that's the interruption. And so, um, in Minneapolis or Woodbury, I think in Minnesota, when we were living in Minnesota, we used to go to the, uh, Alamo draft house. We still went to the AMC occasionally, but it was always the same thing. We'd go to the AMC and if we weren't completely alone in the movie theater, somebody would be talking 
or somebody would have their phone out. Or in the case of smartwatches, like I have a smartwatch. I don't wear it a lot now, but when I used to wear it all the time, I would still turn the face off or cover it with my jacket. And uh, we were just in a movie. Uh, we went to see Terminator Dark Fate, I think. Yeah, Terminator Dark Fate. We went to see it in a not Alamo because we didn't have one available to us in uh, Abilene, Texas. And um, and I, I liked the movie, but there was someone in front of me who had a smartwatch on, and he kept moving his arm. And it wasn't even, the, like, it wasn't he was lifting his arm up to check the time. He just kept moving his arm, and his watch would light up and, and show the time. I mean... <laughs> On top of having, uh, you know, your watch, your watch face on, it's set to this white watch face that's just blaringly bright. And of course, people behind us were talking as well. I, you know, I, I get it. The Terminator films have a lot of history, but I'm trying to watch a movie. And that's how this whole thing started, isn't it? I'm just trying to watch a movie. I'm trying to watch more movies. I love movies, and I hope that you love movies. And if you don't, that's fine. But but if you find my enthusiasm for movies relatable, then you understand where I'm coming from. And so that's why my wife and I have d- dedicated ourselves to only going to see films at the Alamo Draft House when it's available. Uh, unfortunately, when we crawl back up the West Coast, it probably won't be very available, so we're going to have to... <laughs> We're going to have to settle down and find a quiet movie theater somewhere to to see it. And we're going to be watching movies at 11 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. Because um, that's that's really the only way we're going to be able to get away with without seeing movies with other people, I guess. But, and this, I don't want this to come off as an advertisement for the Alamo Drafthouse. If they want to pay me to say that I love them, I will. Because I love them and I like getting paid. Um, and I, I would love to talk about how amazing my experiences at Alamo are. If possible, it's not perfect. There are obviously people running around with food and drinks um, and taking your money during the movie. And it's it's a little bit of a distraction, but it's nowhere near the, the same level as uh, you pulling your phone out. But that's what today's episode started out being inspired by. To me, to, I, like from from my perspective, going to the Alamo Draft House, they, you know the rules. You've heard about them on the Internet. And if you haven't heard about them on the Internet, then uh, you've definitely heard about it from a friend the Alamo Draft House Theater. I'm just going to keep saying their name. Please give me money. Um, is is a place where they do not permit talking or texting or any phone stuff at all uh, during the experience. And you can you can order food, you can eat there, um, but but they do not allow you to talk or text. Period. 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 The first time it happens, if somebody turns you in or if they see it, they will uh, ask you to not do it. And if it happens again, they kick you out, you don't get your money back, and that is it. And honestly, I think that's how it should be at every theater. I talked to my wife about this. I'm going to talk about her a lot because she's lovely. Um, And she actually feels differently than I do. I feel like that should be the policy everywhere you go. It's like AMC has this this deal where you can get the pass. You can get a pass. It's like $25 a month or something, and you can see unlimited movies um, at their theaters, and you can see all the special stuff and whatever. And, and to me, I think that's a wonderful deal. I think that's a great price for, for the, you know, especially for me, a person, if I could go to the movies every three days, I would, I would, I would see every movie out there if I could, I want to know, I don't care how, if the movie appeals to me or not, even if it's a romantic comedy, I'll go see it if I can, if it's not costing me extra money. 
but I know that every time I walk into an AMC that I'm going to have to deal with someone talking or I'm going to have to deal with someone with their phone out. And I know that makes me sound entitled, but that's not the experience that I want out of a movie in the same way that you feel like you can pay for a ticket. Not you, but people feel like they can pay for a ticket and then they can use their phone and talk because that's what they paid for. I paid to see the movie and that's what I want. And to me, it doesn't make sense that your, your experience, which is capable of ruining other people's experiences, overrides the idea of seeing a film but my wife's like, well, in other theaters, I don't think that's the case. Culture's a little bit different. People are younger and all that. But the Alamo posts a set, a set of rules. And if, if the Alamo you had a monthly plan, I'd probably buy into that. Uh, but they have a set of rules that if you, if you show up and you talk or you text, you're going to get kicked out. Which is what, which is just kind of um, the, the whole subject that I started with here uh, is, is that I remember when our first experience going to see a movie in the Alamo in um, in Minnesota. Was it the first? No, it wasn't the first. But it was one of the one of the first times. We went to see Captain Marvel in uh, in Woodbury. We sat down and and we just went through like you go through this really I love the trailers that they have. Well not the trailers, the the pre roll that they have at Alamo because it always has something to do with the movies that you're watching, but it, it's not always directly related, or they'll be you know, showing off other movies that are kind of sort of related in some way. It's, it's really cool stuff. And then after that, you, get, you have to see a couple of trailers, and then they stop everything and say, stop, turn off your phone, don't talk or text, you will be ejected. And we get into the um, Alamo, we get we get past that Alamo thing, and they 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 usually say something nastier than what I just said. Uh, sometimes sometimes it's pretty bad, and uh, and they the couple next to us to my right, uh, two seats to my right. Um, the movie starts. You see a blockbuster video, and the minute the blockbuster video shows up in frame, so if you go on Disney Plus or whatever to watch Captain Marvel, you can start the movie. The minute the blockbuster video on, was on frame, they began talking. And so this is one of those things that, that kind of inspired this, this whole rant in the first place. Um, because I wanted to share this with you. These people started talking. And then, you know, it started with just a, a quick co- a comment. I could hear what he was saying. Oh, blockbuster video. It's been such a long time since I've seen one of those. And then that was kind of it for a couple of minutes. And then something else happened and he made a quick comment and he was quiet for a couple minutes. And to me, that was really tough. Like if he had talked all the way through, like if he, if, if they had a, an exchange of a couple of things, um, I would have probably said something. And then when the action got a little heavier, they talked a little bit back and forth and then they stopped. And I'm just like, I don't know if I really want to drag people out here with a note because you can re- write a little note and tattle on people. Um, but I, I spent the whole movie thinking about these people and not Captain Marvel, which was honestly like it was a fun movie, but it was kind of boring too because it's another Marvel film. We've already been over that. So I'm watching, I'm watching this film, but I keep thinking about them talking because they keep talking. And uh, the minute I start, I pick up a pencil and a piece of paper. And um, my wife, she gets embarrassed in situations like this. She doesn't want me to be uh, permit patty, patty or whatever. Um, but I read a note and I said, these people are talking. Could you please stop them from talking? Um, and that, yeah, towards the climax of the, the third act, they finally get, uh, come over and say, please stop talking. And, uh, and I don't know if they did. I think they might have talked all the way through the rest of the film. 
but that's Minnesota, I guess. That's I don't know. But like if so going going back to the same argument, if you come to the theater, why are you here talking? Why are you on your phone? But beyond that, um, if you come to the Alamo Draft House, especially, why are you talking? Why are you on your phone? Why would you do that? Why would you do that to, to people? And why would you do that to yourself? And why would you do that to, to the staff? That's that's uh, disrespectful on three different levels. If you're talking in a theater near me, if you're sitting behind me and you're, you're having a conversation with somebody, I'm going to tell you to shut up. It's just, it's just the way it is because I've, I no longer have tolerance for that kind of thing. I've gotten old and I've gotten grumpy. And if you're going to tell me not to, <laughs> that it, to mind my business, then I'm going to have a problem with you. But I go to the Alamo specifically because I don't want to have to deal with you. I, I don't want to have to call a manager over to tell you to be quiet. I really don't. Because I, what I really want is for you to be quiet. And then we can watch the movie in silence and enjoy what's going on. I know that when we were in Colorado near the Denver area, I think it was um, uh, Aurora, Colorado, actually. Uh, we went to the Alamo Draft House. I can't remember what movie we saw, so I don't think I was super impressed by it. But I know we went there specifically because I didn't want to have to deal. We didn't want to have to deal with people talking because we went to a really nice theater in in well, n- nice. It was a quiet, small theater in Wyoming, in uh, um, and and nobody was there, so nobody talked, and it was it was nice. It was pretty nice. Um, but when we went to the one in Denver, I know that we went to 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 see a movie. Specifically, knowing that you know people were going to be there, and it was it was pretty pretty packed, not super packed, but but it was it, there were people there, and uh, and of course uh, I think there were like eight seats down. There was a couple there, and that guy started talking almost immediately, and we made it maybe twenty minutes into the movie before I wrote a note, uh, and I said, "Could you tell the the couple of the seat uh, to my right to to be quiet?" I don't think I was the only one who wrote a note, and I remember my wife like, "What are you doing?" Like she, she gave me that like look that, you know, the tilted head sideways glance thing. And I'm just like, I put my hand up. I, you can't see me do that. I'm, I'm doing it right now, expecting you to see that. But I put my hand up. I was just like, it's fine. And, um, and I wrote the note and sure enough, two minutes later, somebody comes out, comes out. They act like, uh, when you write the note, they act like they're taking a food order. And then they came out and they said, please stop talking or you're going to be asked to leave. And that was the end of it. They didn't talk for the rest of the time. Welcome to the Alamo. And so I guess the whole point of this rant is to, uh, man, I, I, I feel bad because I definitely went on a couple of tangents here because I, I really like I really love movies and I, I want to express to you how passionate I am about the movie experience, how, being able to, to take in that experience not necessarily in silence. I appreciate it when people laugh or when they cry. I remember I went to see um, Ender's Game in theaters with uh, with a previous girlfriend, and um, like I I'd, I'd read the books. Ender's Game was my favorite book. I read it in seventh grade. Uh, my English teacher told me you need to read this book. I think you're gonna love it. And uh, and I wasn't very participant in class because I have really bad ADD. And so I just wasn't paying attention at all. And, and I like, I ate that book. I loved it. I lived it. I like, I breathed it. I, I just, when I started reading it, I was hooked and I was just there nonstop. And I've been dreaming of this movie that they've been promising since the early eighties. And it, it came out and we went to see it. And the, the plot twist toward the end of the movie, um, I'm not going to spoil it, I guess, but when it happened, there was a, a woman in the back who went, 
there was just this audible gasp about what happened and like it, it wasn't a plot twist for me anymore i read it years and years ago decades ago and but it was still special and different for somebody and that expression is part of the theater experience laughter is part of the theater experience even when i went to see uh, the matrix I was in Illinois. It was 1999, I think. I was in Illinois, and my parents were like, hey, you know, we're, we're in a hotel because we were visiting a, a friend in, in near Chicago. And, um, and he's like, hey, do you guys want to do, do anything? And I was like, I want to see, go see The Matrix. And, um, and we went to see this matri- The Matrix in this crappy movie theater in a strip mall somewhere, and we were all amazed. Like, we were all glued to the screen and so quiet. And there was this woman there who had this like maniacal laughter i can't even reproduce it i can it haunts my dreams but she was just laughing intensely at all these like weird quirky things that the uh, wachowski then brothers had put into the film just little visual jokes and stuff and i i didn't her her laughter wasn't fun it wasn't attractive but i loved that it was part of the experience that she she was just enthralled with this film that all these little things just tickled her It, it was part of that experience and so that was my whole takeaway for this entire rant. And I know I definitely went a little overboard, but I, I it's it's a special thing to go to movies, but it's a special thing to do anything. Experiences are wonderful. Um, and it's not just games, uh, not just movies, not just music, but but any of those experiences, whatever it is that you you go to to do differently, that you're experiencing from outside of your household that you need to respect why other people are there too. Paying for a ticket doesn't mean you own the experience. It means that you share in the experience. And it's so important to keep other people in mind when, when you go consume something with other people. Focus is a Patreon-supported podcast. We brought back the outro, I guess, because I am uncreative and I had no way of figuring out how to mention all these things so i want to thank my patreon supporters anastasia beaverhausen the white prince and enrique ramos and vigilante for your continued support thank you again so much i appreciate you from the bottom of my heart i'm trying to get back to the schedule i think um i think things are a little rough but uh, the good news is the moment of silence videos are starting to go up on vimeo so i'll be posting those on patreon pretty soon um and and then i guess samplers of those on um instagram eventually someday teaser um i want to thank you for listening if you if you decide that you want to say anything back and uh and i didn't include my information in the last two i know that they were a little long-winded and maybe kind of drawn out maybe people wanted to to respond but if you did uh just send me an email ron at focusbycisco.com uh, or you can just go to focus by cisco and found, find the contact information there focusbycisco.com um We've got some shooting matches coming up, some other videos. I'm going to start posting some more content there. I want to resume posting content on Home is Where My Cat Is as well. Um, so, so stuff to look for, I guess, once I stop sleeping all day, once I, once I get out of that little funk. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. I'm, I'm so glad that, that you're still with me here, and uh, I'll, I'll see you when the plot requires it. But until next time, be excellent to each other.